Okay, hello, welcome to episode 232 of Sack King's Therapy. This is a very special episode. We've never done an episode like this before, I don't believe, because I this is the first national TV episode that I think we've ever done. This is not NBA TV, or if you count that national TV, but this is the first time I believe we've been officially on the TNT broadcast. And what did we do, Fa? What did we do? Watch the game? <laughs> no, we whooped the Nets' ass on national TV in front of a national audience, in front of Adam Silver, in front of Inside the NBA. The Kings beat the Nets 153 to 121. And that score doesn't actually do it justice because the starters didn't play the didn't play the fourth quarter at all. And the, you know, the the King the Nets kind of made a little bit of a comeback to cut it to around like 28, I think was as close as it got. Mm-hmm. So the, that score doesn't even do it justice. It was this this was a showing. Yeah, and you know, would have been different with Kyrie on the floor. Maybe like I mean, the issue here was that they couldn't they couldn't get any stops. <laughs> like the Kings just got three after three after three. Although you know, I I guess on, they only made twenty threes this game, but you know they damn near couldn't miss. the The Nets just couldn't get any rebounds, couldn't get couldn't get any stops. That was the issue, and it was just yeah. After so after the second about like the midway through the second quarter, it was tied forty to forty after a Seth Curry three. The Kings proceed to go on a 29 to 4 run to end the quarter. And, you know, even after the after halftime, like I was worried, like, are the Kings gonna somehow let the let the Nets back in? <laughs> nope. They just they went straight for the kill and beat the ever they continued to beat the ever-loving shit out of the Nets to the point where it almost we almost broke 50. I think we got as close as 46 was as close as we got, but an ass whooping just front to back. Ah, uh, yeah, and man, this is probably one of the best games we've seen in quite a while. And seeing a score this high, I don't even remember the last time we scored this much. Uh, apparently, this is the most we've ever. I think one fifty four. Apparently, against the Knicks in twenty fifteen. I don't remember that game. Mm. And uh, there is a bunch of other stats that I didn't write down, but that was the one I remember seeing. And. Apparently, this is the we all this is we got 39 assists this game. This is the most assists we've gotten since 1993. Or, really? Or was that or was that even the score? It was like some something to do with 1993. It might be the highest score we've ever scored since 1993. I, I don't remember. But hmm. yes, we broke a lot of records this game for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's quickly kind of just go through the bad. Um, so there, I guess we'll, we'll start with this. Um Keegan left the game in the second with back soreness. He did not return. Hopefully he is okay. Um, and the other bad, uh, TD messed up on a switch to begin the second quarter where he was supposed to switch with Metsu. And unfortunately he didn't. He kept chasing Seth Curry and it left Patty Mills wide open for a three. That was the first play of the second quarter. Mike Brown was furious and called the timeout. And after that timeout, it was all good. TD played amazing this game. 31 points. I believe that is his career high with the Kings. I do remember him going off last, um, I think the bubble year. I think he had like 30 or something. Uh, last I checked, he got 35 against Detroit 
in I don't remember the year. Let me check again. I imagine it was probably last year. Did we lose that game? I think we lost that game. Uh, actually, yeah. It was, no, it's what you. It was this year, January 19th, 2022. He scored 35 against well, Detroit. Last season, I mean. Last that was, season. That was yeah. the game, the, the Corey Joseph game winner. Yeah, shout yeah, out, yeah. Shout out to Corey Joseph, by the way. But, you know, T, this was one of TD's best games. You know, he's been very – he's had very inconsistent minutes for the most part. Like, he he famously did not play in the Cleveland game. But, you know, he comes back the next game against the Lakers, and, you know, he contributes. And in this game – you can say he contributed again, 31 points, nine rebounds and four assists, three steals and a block. He basically, after that, after that blown switch, like he just got it together and just played hard. Like he had, he had just, his hands were everywhere. He was, he was disrupting passes, you know, nine rebounds. He was going up for rebounds, like just constantly just snatched them, just fought was an absolute like chaos, chaos agent out there. Yeah, and literally almost got double-double. Only nine rebounds, but, you know, he had a really career game. Yeah, 7 of 10 from 3 to 12 of 16. So he, he started taking some bad ones in the fourth quarter. That's really the only reason why, but he was really, really good this game and was kind of the catalyst for that 29 to four run that like he caused so much chaos, just, you know, like just absolutely threw the game into kind of overdrive and, yeah, the Kings managed to benefit from it, and they just never looked back after that. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, like, just contributed, like, Saponis, a plus 44, 17 points, seven, seven assists, seven rebounds. He only had one offensive rebound. It felt like he had way more, but Harrison, like, had a surprisingly good game, like, 16 points, like, two, two of four from three of uh, the four rebounds and three assists. He guarded KD, I thought, pretty well. Like, I had said, you know, Kate, you know, Kate. When KD misses shots, he is the one who decides if that shot goes in or not. And while KD didn't shoot bad from the field, like when when he was guarded like just by Harrison, like one-on-one, I thought Harrison did a really good job of just kind of stymieing him. Anytime like he wasn't being guarded by Harrison, the Kings needed a double. And, you know, it's a somewhat mixed result, although mostly positive. But like Harrison was able to hold his own and that's good to see. He still has, you know, some, le- something left in the tank against like scoring wings. Yeah. And you know, we never doubted his defense. It's just, we needed something from his offense and today. Yeah. He actually produced. Yeah. He just contributed. He was just overall, you know, he was Mr. Reliable on this, just kind of the foundation that the Kings kind of built upon and just, yeah, he contributed really good minutes. De'Aaron Fox only played 24 minutes. Cause again, we won by 30 32 and again that it should have been a lot higher so <laughs> he just didn't need to play much and only ended with 14 points and nine assists so the nine assists is really nice uh but yeah again didn't need to didn't need to do much kevin herter played played the most minutes at 30 had had five threes 19 points plus 40 yeah pretty high for him yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone else on the bench like contributed. Uh, you know, we saw everybody play. Everybody scored except for poor little Delhi. Although Delhi did have four assists. I really wish Delhi could have gotten that bucket because everybody scored in this game. Rashad Holmes score, Alex Len score, Casey Akpala, Dustin Himoff, like he got a score. It was just an all-around great game for the Kings. And yeah, on again, <laughs> perfect timing because on national TV, on, with the whole, with the whole, like you know, with the entire country watching, if they're if the East Coast is somehow still up for this, but yes, just like they made a statement this game, yeah. and 
it's one of those games where, you know, it, it could have been close, but the Kings kind of took care of business on this one against a pretty bad, you know, still a bad team. Like the Nets were doing a little better, but, you know, they lost to the Lakers and now they get absolutely pumped by the Kings. Uh, this is this is where things might start to fall apart because uh, KD was not happy after the game. He wasn't happy during the game either. And yeah, th- this this was ugly for the, if you're a Nets fan. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Kings knew that this was nationally televised. Maybe that's why they played that hard. Hey, maybe we need more nationally televised games if we can get everyone to show out like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is our, what, fourth win in a row, I believe? Uh, Yes, I believe so. mm -hmm. And according to this tweet, I don't know how reliable it is, to be honest, but apparently in our last four games, our offensive rating is 128.1, while our defensive is... 115.4. 115.4. I don't, I'm not a statistics guy, but I'm guessing that's the, the pretty de- good. The defense isn't great. It's not terrible. At least for as far as I know, it shouldn't be. It's not terrible, but it's not good either. Offense is good, but as you said, the last two games. So don't, I, I wouldn't look too much into it. Um, I, I will say like, again, the, it shows that the Kings could kind of go, can are actually able to go for the kill. And they were able to limit Kevin Durant quite a bit in the second half. Like he just gassed out. Like he had nothing left because the Kings were Kings like double him a lot. Like you know when Harrison wasn't on him, and just again like was able to rotate very well for the most part. Like really put a lot of effort, start scrambling, using their length, just help. You know, trusting like your teammate to help you and your teammate actually helping you. It was it was great to see. Like this is kind of the ideal version of the Kings. Again, ultimately they did let the net score one twenty one, but you know the fourth quarter was garbage time. It was just Cam Thomas doing whatever the hell he wants. He ended up with plus sixteen, but let's not look into that stat too much because he was pretty useless when it mattered. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, most of the Nets players were. I mean, they did their best in my opinion, but if it weren't for KD kind of managing the floor, I mean there's what else can they do really yeah there were stretches <laughs> at one point they were i think they took uh, Edmund Sumner off and they literally had no ball handler other than KD like Royce O'Neal was dribbling the ball and just threw it out of bounds like Seth Curry tried to do the point guard thing and threw it out of bounds like he, there there just wasn't a creator out there and they you know Ben Simmons came off the bench which was really weird this game um just he played apparently he had his highest scoring game coming back and he was good for stretches, but they needed more, and it just wasn't enough for this game. Where again, the Kings just did not miss from three. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, he, at least I guess this is his season high. <laughs> well, hopefully, he can uh, produce more in future games. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you, yeah, mentioned that he shoots with his. I mean, we know he shoots with his left, but he always finishes with his right. So. The the legendary Ben Simmons is right-handed, like myth. He probably is right-handed, which is like I remember like someone saying like his shooting form is so bad with his left hand. His his right arm is actually aligned to the rim, not his left. And he, mm. and he you know if you don't like for those of you that like you know that study basketball fundamentals, that's really fucking bad. It's yeah. literally backwards what he's doing. But uh, whatever, like Ben Simmons, I, I thought was I thought was okay, like. He's definitely fallen from grace a little bit. He had some moments. He, he has some really he has some really great hands um, and when it comes to steals, but he just needs to be more aggressive. Like he had so many opportunities to, to get downhill and attack some bonus, and he just didn't take it. Like he's afraid to shoot free throws. He's just 
again, like I hate to say, play still kind of plays like a pussy, although he's a little better. He was a little better this game. Yeah, it's too bad. And, you know, he has a whole season to <laughs> somehow get better. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, the only other guy, well, we mentioned him earlier, but like Cam Thomas, he is going to be a Kings killer one of these days. But like Jesus Christ, that man will just shoot. He 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 is he is built to get buckets. I'll just say that. He mm. is not worried about passing. He is not worried about moving the ball. He is out there only to shoot. And you know, one of these days he's maybe ends up on a good team and he's gonna absolutely torch the Kings. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh coaches will tell him not to take such hasty shots at times because he has taken some. Listen, you're on a team with KD and you still take those shots. Ain't nobody telling him shit. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you might love him, you might hate him, whatever. He he he's getting he's getting up those shots. Um what what else do I want to talk about uh in this game? Uh so yeah, Harry Harry showed some love to the Kings. You know, shout out to Harry Giles, you know, King, like beloved King. Uh, and Buddy Heel. Show some love to TD. He tweeted out, you know, some support for uh, TD. So that was kind of cool. Mm, that's nice of them. Uh, I guess Buddy doesn't want to talk about the Kings. Yeah, I mean, like, he, did, he, he didn't have a great relationship towards the end, um, like, with the Kings. Like, you know, he was he wanted to leave, and, you know, they kind of kept him around. And, it, it, it like, he was never a problem in the locker room. But he definitely, he definitely, that relationship definitely soured towards the end. Mm, uh, yeah. And it is what it is. We st- we, I still I still love Buddy. Like, for all his flaws, I thought he was a bit of a scapegoat for the, the Kings' like deeper issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, show some love to Buddy. And, you know, he is coming back soon. So I'll definitely show some love to him. Mm, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Anything else you want to talk about the game before we move on to other topics? Let's see. Oh yeah, I don't think have we ever mentioned the beam. We, I thought I did. Probably yes. The the beam has become a, has you know become a legend all on its own now. Like Worldwide Wob is all about the beam now. Yes, uh, every win the Kings get, they like the beam, and it, and just again having this on national TV is so great. This is what I wanted to mention. Ch- Charles Barkley like just has just mentioned on the TNT broadcast to replace all the Lakers national games with Kings national games. So <laughs> yes, just the, just the perfect time to show out. Like, you know, let's be honest. Not a lot of people want to watch the Lakers right now. They're a miserable team to watch. Why not? Let's, you know, can, and also Adam Silver of all people was at this game too. Yeah. I mean, probably not for the Kings, but maybe for the Nets. Maybe for the Nets, but he definitely saw the ass whooping and that that you know the how we took the Nets to the SmackDown Hotel for sure. <laughs> and you know, like a little bit of backstory for this, we've mentioned it before, but like if you guys don't know, this was supposed to be a Jazz versus Knicks game, and honestly, like you know, because Donovan didn't end up on the Knicks, they decided to take this game off. But I wonder if the NBA kind of regrets doing that because the Jazz are good. The Knicks are pretty good too. They're they're five hundred team right now, like you know maybe maybe they don't regret the decision. Like I mean, this was an incredible game. It was an absolute ass whooping, and everybody was clowning on the net. So you know, good for an engagement. You know, it it, it starts a fun conversation. And again, the world now knows about Beam. <laughs> oh yeah, hopefully we see more Beams and 
Yeah, looking at the score, actually the Knicks won today. The Knicks won against, I believe, uh, the Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, one eighteen to one eleven. Yeah, Jazz are Jazz been good. Jazz have been good. So, and the Knicks have been good. They they're not like spectacular. They're they're a move away. But the way that team is built, I don't know how they get to the next level because you have Tibbs, who is a stubborn, a stubborn fuck, to say the least, runs old school offense that just doesn't really work. And, you know, we'll see. But like they they have some good things going. I would love Cam Reddish on the Kings. Like, you know, it, Harrison has been a lot better lately, but really just kind of like really sad that we missed out on Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, let's uh let's talk about other topics. So I did talk about this uh on the, a little bit of the epilogue of last episode, but uh De'Aaron Fox has joined Clutch. Now, if you don't know what Clutch is, it's a uh, it's an agency run by Rich Paul that uh sub- that represents guys like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Lonnie Walker, uh KCP. And if you notice the theme, uh it's not it's not every single uh it's not every single um, player that's represented by Clutch ends up on the Lakers, but a lot of them end up on the Lakers. For example, Montrez Harrell is part of Clutch. And one another very important guy, Draymond Green is part of Clutch. And now Fo- De'Aaron Fox is part of Clutch. What were your first thoughts when you heard about this? And do you know a lot about Clutch? Uh, I don't know too much about Clutch besides, like, like you mentioned, like those players are signed with them, especially LeBron. Um, but... Other than that, my first thought was, oh, Darren wants just more, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Not assets, but I guess more deals. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, wow, per- perfect transition. We didn't we didn't rehearse that. Um, I, I was going to actually talk about this. So I listened to um, what's called J-Stream Vibes, you know, Jason Jones and KC. Like, mm-hmm. they talked about it. Or Jason Jones talked about it. Like, Darren doesn't have a shoe deal right now. Mm-hmm. yeah and so he prob- probably wants one he will he likes money right so he is probably like joining clutch to try and secure more endorsements like when you join clutch you just are hooked up with more connections that is that's just how it works they're they're very well connected even though they're i think they're a relatively new agency um but like for example draymond green he joined clutch he gets a, he gets his own little podcast, which everyone talked about, and apparently some people try to blame it on him being bad in the finals. But he got a podcast. He he joins the shop, and you know, is it a coincidence that you know De'Aaron? So this was announced uh, after the Warriors game, but apparently it happened over the weekend before that. But is it a coincidence that you know De'Aaron Fox ends up on NBA on ESPN before that? Mm. You know. So that's kind of what he's probably trying to work towards. I know there were people online talking about, nope, he's coming to the Lakers. This is a sign. You guys can probably fuck off with that one because he's <laughs> he signed he signed under contract, and it's not always that they end up they end up on the Lakers. Um, it's just it's just Rich Paul is good at negotiating money. I'll just say that, and. Uh, and, you know, barring injury, De'Aaron probably gets a super max, you know, on his next contract. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he still has what? I want to say three more years on this current contract. So he started his he started his max deal last year. So this is his second year. So he I think he has three more years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with uh, you know looking out for more money and shoe deals? And uh, I don't know if he's gonna do podcasts or whatnot like Draymond. Maybe, maybe Twitch streaming. I don't know. He already does Twitch streaming, I think. But um, you know, like I, I, I don't think it's anything. Again, the the Lakers stuff is more meme than it is like truth. Like, sure, mm-hmm. a lot of them end up on the Lakers for better or for worse. I don't think it's happening just because they don't have cap space really to sign them. Or Russell Westbrook is coming off the books, and you know what? Laura knows what happens in three years, but it's not anything we you need to look into. Um, apparently, him and his former agent Chris Gatson, they're still close, so no damages to like no bridges were burned there. So everything is, I think, okay. It's just he wants to take like the next step and just, you know, again, secure more endorsements because like, you know, I don't John actually doesn't have a shoe. I don't know if he's part of Nike, but you know, mm. it'd be pretty cool if like De'Aaron could be, you know, the face of oh, I don't know, uh leaning or something. Um, or new maybe in you know, another face for new balance because Kawhi never plays. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, I mean. Hopefully with Nike, because I mean, I, I kind of wished uh, he made another shoe with Nike, even though it's like not his own shoe. But I mean, I have his Air Max one, and I remember he made a collab. I forgot who else he collabed with um, in a, another athlete that made another, uh, what, Air Force One um, design. Well, like the thing is, Nike just has so many people, is the mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. just. Like, you know, do you want to be a small fish in a small fish, small fish in a big pond, or do you want to be a big fish in a small pond type thing? Or can you build up, say, Puma? Although Puma is Lamello's world right now. So they they have their representative. But you know, like, you know, check out your options. And like with clutch, like you're gonna have all the options probably at your hand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. So anything else you want to talk about? Those are all the stuff I have on my doc. Let's see. Sadly, I haven't been watching any new episodes of Game of Thrones in as of late since. Uh, Blasphemous. I mean, we we talked like what almost half an. I, I want to say half an hour last episode, <laughs> just about what I've watched so far. I mean, Game of Thrones is fire. There's always more to talk about. So you're so you're still on on what episode six or something, right? Uh, and so I ended episode six of season three. So I'm still <laughs> on episode seven. So on episode seven so yeah i haven't started that but uh other than that i think i don't think i've mentioned about the bills versus a uh, vikings game uh to you at all or on this pod yeah i mean i, I didn't know what happened you try to sh- you 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 sent me the highlights i have not been able to watch it so i yeah. I, I, I can't contribute but yes uh, i did see one catch uh in the last two minutes by the viking one of the viking players that was what that is an incredible catch with like yeah. a guy essentially yanking on your arm and you still catch it like a man with one hand. Yeah, Justin Jefferson, he's on my fancy, by the way. <laughs> Look, nobody is questioning what happened to his hands. So no, indeed. He is probably one of the best receivers of the game, man. Uh I probably recommend you watching the 20-minute um highlights instead of the 40 minute like at the end, like two minute warning of the fourth quarter onward to the OT because they they posted the whole 40 minutes uh on uh NFL YouTube, which is ridiculous. Like if it weren't for this game, like they wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Look, I, I I'll try I'll try and watch it. I don't know, but 
Like, you know, I'm trying to get into football. And mm-hmm. this, I mean, like, again, like somehow this stretched into 40 minutes, which is incredible. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try to take a look when I can. Um, and, of course, I will someday watch those Naruto episodes. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, literally, in my opinion, one of the best games I've watched live. <laughs> like, it, it was great, that crazy. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to mention? Uh, well, who are we facing on Thursday? We are uh, facing the Spurs, I think. Let me check. Mm, the Spurs, huh? Wait, let me check. I can't say for sure. Well, other than that, we are now on, what is it, in the eighth seed. Wow. We are, we are above 500 now for the first yeah. time, I think, since 2019. So, yeah, I mean, last, winners of the last four. I will say this gives me vibes of last year's win against the Hornets at home, where I think we blew out, blew them out by 30, I believe. I think we hit 140 um, uh, that that game. And then we proceed to fall apart on the road trip. Or no, we lost against Indiana and then we lost against the Suns and then like went one on three on a road trip. So basically what I'm trying to say is that this was an incredible win. All spirits are high. Vibes are vibes are good. Let's keep this momentum going. Let's not com- fall completely flat on our faces the next game because the next the next two games are very winnable games against San Antonio, against Detroit. They're winnable, but don't take them for granted because the Kings should never ever look at a look at a game and say, "Yeah, we can relax on that one. We sh- we're going to win that game no matter what." Don't mm-hmm. ever take these games for granted. They we know we know the Kings. They always have the have the Kings just kind of creeping but that spirit that cloud creeping behind them don't let it get it to you take yeah. take these teams seriously you you blew out a ha- a helpless nets team don't let this go to your head though yeah hopefully we could break that curse this season not gonna lie yeah i mean we break this curse we make the playoffs and as you said we're in the ac you said yeah we're currently in the ac surprisingly uh uh, the teams above us and below us have one win more than us. Look, the first seed is within reach, is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah, it is within reach because these these games between like one to I, I want to say the 13th seed is very like one or two games away from <laughs> falling or going up or going down. Man, I thought the De- Denver's the second seed, but like they're actually. Like I, for some reason, I've the vibe I got from Twitter is that they're not playing well, which is a load of shit. But okay, <laughs> um, but like, say, bold, bold prediction time. Do you think the Kings are able to crack the top six? Like, end up uh, top six. That's that's tough to say. I still want to say we're top ten. In my opinion, probably in the lower, you know, lower half of the town. I would say we're like nine seed probably. Like, yeah. But the thing is the Warriors, I assume are going to climb up at some point. And yeah. I don't see any of the top six right now dropping out. The only one maybe is like Portland, but like Portland's been good. Mm-hmm. And the jazz, I don't know how long they keep this shit up. Like they're, they're playing so well right now. It's insane. Um, Yeah. Like it's, it's tough. I I don't see them cracking the top six when you look at the team. I wish they could crack the top six, but these next few games, you know, Memphis is going to be tough, but like they are without Desmond Bain. So like, but Jaron Jackson's back. So who knows? But if they can win the Memphis game, 
that's a statement. Ah, man. Well, we'll have to see. When uh, when is that game? Probably Tuesday, next Tuesday. Ooh, next Tuesday. Okay. Can't wait for that game then. I can't wait for the Detroit game. Marvin's coming back and he's playing. Ah, is he playing well? No, uh, I didn't watch. They lost the last few, if I remember right. But mm. it's not his fault. Well, it shouldn't be his fault. Um, yeah, they mm. lost the last four. So, oh, I and mean, beef stew is out too. So that's unfortunate. I mean, women yama. Look, I'm I'm telling you, these these damn teams like the Jazz. What the fuck are you doing? What women yama sitting right? Although, you know, the funniest thing that would happen. Was that we talked about how like you know the, the Lakers could be the w- worst team in the league and they could get the number one pick and hand them hand it to the Pelicans? Wouldn't it be so funny if Minnesota somehow gets the number one pick and hands it to <laughs> hands it to the Jazz? Utah, yeah. After trading again, we're just I, I don't even want to I don't even know do we want to say Rudy's name? Or are we just going to call him five picks for, from from here on out? Uh, like, like I'm just saying that that would be almost funnier because like James Ham talk like they always talk about Kings picks are the most valuable picks in the league because they're the Sacramento Kings. They haven't made the playoffs in 16 years. Minnesota's like right below like they're right there with us. So like I always said those are Wolves picks. I although I had said as long as they have Rudy, they should be fine for the most part for the next few years. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's either the choice of keeping your players and getting women Yama or having Rudy. So I don't know. You could pick your poison when it comes. Look, I I said that was a terrible trade. I talked myself into it, though. So I, I can't I can't say anything, but. Oh, but boy, Minnesota, like that, that's, that's rough. I, I mean, I'll, I, you know what? I'll say this, like this, this, I think I predicted right. You know, not only did they trade away their heart and soul, Patrick Beverly, they traded, they also traded away Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, your defensive bulldogs, a, a sharpshooter, a three and D guy. But worst of all, you kept D'Angelo Russell. He's playing like shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's just why? Why did you look? Why did you look for trade for him? Thirty million dollars to you know be be a real honestly a really bad second like third option. Like he thinks he's he thinks he's fucking Steph Curry, but he's not. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I wonder if they ever had they ever talked about if they tried adding him into the trade deal for Rudy. I don't think I don't think they want. I don't think the Jazz wanted him. <laughs> understandable <laughs> I, I mean like i had said they needed to trade cat <laughs> they needed to trade car on the towns for kevin durant like a similar package but you know a similar package to what they use for rudy and just mm-hmm. use that on kevin durant and maybe seven picks instead i don't know but like i i, I you know hindsight's 2020 i'm just saying i i was not a fan of cat after that playoff run so um, this is turning into king this wolves wolves therapy uh pod but yeah. Anyways, yeah. So Kings, it's hard for me to see them cracking the top six. Like when you look at the teams, but hey, anything could happen. Yep. Still, we're early in the season, as we always give that same excuse. And yeah, like let's hope the Kings keep this momentum up. Why are we above the like Clippers? Like we maybe division record. Yeah, that that's what confused me at first. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I thought it was cause they beat us that first game, even though probably should have won had, you know, had everyone decide to make free throws, but uh, in terms of win percentage, they're technically lower, but oh, they play they play two more games. Okay, yeah. So, eh. <laughs> I don't know. All right, la- all right, we'll we'll get out on this one then. What do you think of the name, the Beam Team? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I can't wait to see that beam if if we do win uh, a game that we go to. Yeah, I mean, like. I think we believe in well, I think that's the GOAT like team in terms of like a nickname team. Like the We Believe Warriors. Yeah. Beam team's right there. That's not bad. Yeah. Everyone's loving it. And isn't it isn't it like truly one of the most genius things that the Kings have done in a while? It's it's so it's like it's so simple, yet so like it just effective. Like, yeah. Just, I don't whoever came up with the beam idea and like I don't know like if it if it really harms the environment and stuff I, I imagine it doesn't take that much power I, I don't know I don't know the electronics behind it but mm-hmm. just a genius move like it has gotten worldwide wob just in tears of just how genius it is mm-hmm. I I call it read that they started doing it on Halloween I believe and that's when the beam came up and everyone was like was that in the sky like they had there's like videos of people like wondering what's the purple light just shining in the sky on Halloween night with everyone trick-or-treating and it's the kings winning that day <laughs> yeah and it, i mean this is going to be a trend and i i love it i do want to know when they turn it off because apparently Sh- uh, sean cunningham who um, covers a lot of sacramento sports he left the building at like 12 or something and it wasn't on so hmm. which is I'm- I thought they kept it on all night, but hey, save some power. Maybe it does drain a lot of power. Huh. I don't know. I, I, I'm not uh, expertise on uh, that either. Okay. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go on this one. I keep seeing RIP Jimmy Fallon. I believe he is alive. I don't know what the fuck that is, but what? yeah, the, the new Twitter. Uh, to hashtag RIP Jimmy Fallon is trending. And it's a and first of all, mo, a lot of the posts are James Corden. It's not even Jimmy Fallon, so I, I don't know. Uh, did did he do something wrong? Maybe I have no clue. It's just this is the new Twitter. Oh, good job, Elon. Yeah, I, I kind of got into it with a buddy too about Elon. He's a he's an Elon stand, and it wasn't fun. Okay, well, anyways, uh, okay, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's about it. I guess. Uh, can't wait to see what we do against. Oh gosh, I already forgot the team. Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, the Spurs. Hopefully, we continue to light that beam. Oh yeah. This is a four-game win streak. We we haven't had a five-game win streak in forever. So let, let's get to five. Let's see if we can get to five. Oh yeah, we shall see.